Hello, my name is Akeem Brown, and this is Akeem's Dream Show. You may be wondering what the hell this podcast is about, I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, all I know is when I got a lot of ideas in my 20s, I wrote them down. And in every episode, I'm going to try to unpack one of these ideas and theories, as well as interview people I find really fascinating. Ideas about the end of sobriety, suborbital travel, NFTs, salt and pepper, and really anything else that I find that tickles my fancy. So strap in for a fun ride, and I hope you learn something new. Let's take it up a notch. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Akeem's Stream Show. Today we're going to be talking about Rotten Tomatoes, my favorite or the best movies of all time. I'm going to run through all these really quick, give you a kind of quick one-liner just to describe each movie, and I recommend, highly recommend, that if you like anything that you've heard from this show, as far as my ideas and my theories, a lot of it kind of stems from the culture and the pop culture I've observed over the years, so... I think it's really important to have a really good base in pop culture and to like a wide variety of music in genres and also movies and genres. And as you'll find out, I have a very eclectic assortment of movies that I'm very fond of. In no particular order, we're going to start with number one, which is Casino Royale by James Bond, Daniel Craig, 2006. This movie was unbelievably good. Poker game, high stakes kind of relaunching the 007 era after Die Another Day was just a complete disaster. Next is The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, Batman, of course. Nothing else needs to be said. It's, well here, I'll say this. People think it's a superhero movie. It's really not. It's it's a crime thriller. It's a neo, it's a neo-noir crime thriller with a really great plot, amazing actors, uh, great performances, great score. I mean, what else do you need to know for The Dark Knight, 2008? It's the only movie I've seen three times in theaters. Next one, Chris Chris Tuck and Jackie Chan in Rush Hour 2. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> or when, uh, so this is a movie about uh, two detectives that go undercover and, or try to find some drug ring or it doesn't even matter what the plot is the fun the funnest thing about these kind of buddy cop movies is the dynamic between the two two protagonists which in this case is jackie chan super serious and chris tucker super fun I remember one time they're in a japanese they were in a chinese parlor and fighting all these chinese uh like you know thugs and chris tucker turns around chris tucker's black jackie chan's obviously chinese he turns around and punches jackie right in the face <laughs> and then jackie chan goes uh, Carter, which is his name in the movie, Carter, and he goes, oh, shit, sorry, man, all y'all look alike, fucking hilarious, next movie is Snatch, okay, one of the many movies in this entry from Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie is an amazing film uh, director, and the, the plot of this movie is very simple, uh, but the characters, I, I would challenge anybody out there to tell me another movie with better characters, than Snatch. This movie has got so many cool Boris the Butcher, uh, right? You have Frankie Fourfingers, you have Mickey, the the crazy uh, the crazy Pikey Gypsy, right? One of my favorite scenes from the movie is when the big black guy, fuck, I think his name is uh, Harold, is trying to get out of the car. He's like their getaway driver, and then they're at the gas station, and Harold, the big black guy, goes, 
just hold on a second, mates. I'll be back in a minute. And he gets out of the car, and it takes him literally 25 seconds to get out of the car. <laughs> and the two guys in the back seat and said, he's a getaway driver. What in the fuck is he supposed to be getting away from? <laughs> Another scene with these two, these uh, three black guys, this uh, Harold guy goes, uh, there's not enough room in that spot right there to park, and it's like a 20-foot gap. And he goes, Harold, what are you talking about? You could park a jumbo fucking jet in there. It's just fucking witty, snappy dialogue. It's just fucking awesome. Next is Casablanca. Casablanca. Holy smokes. So this movie was made in the middle of World War II, 1942. And it's just packed with one-liners. Like, here's to looking at you, kid. Or, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Or, of all the bars and gin joints in the world, why'd you have to stumble into mine? And it's just, it's loaded with really good uh, plots and, uh, you know, with character motivations and all these things. Highly recommend you see Casablanca. Next, we got The Big Lebowski. So, <laughs> The Big Lebowski is a really good, uh, it's, it's, it's a borderline Storner flick um, with uh, Jeff Bridges and John Goodman and it doesn't really have a plot either. <laughs> just guys just hanging out in LA playing bowl, bowling and stuff and taking crazy drugs. But uh, it's just funny characters again. I'll, you'll notice a theme that I'm a big fan of movies with really good characters in them. And yeah, uh, the guy who, uh, you know, the Lebowski in this movie, or the dude, is one of the all-time greatest characters of all time. So definitely check that out. Next is Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. So one of the greatest adventures uh, that was originally a book by J.R.R. Tolkien put to film. And when this movie came out, it was probably the first time I ever saw somebody or anything, even though it was a Urukai or an orc, get its head chopped off at the very end. It kind of like scarred me for a bit. I was like only 10 years old when this movie came out, but still one of the best movies of all time, right? The Fellowship of the Ring. And, uh, the evil like you, you just believed like there was a serious like the stakes were so high and the characters and the quest and the mission and then the compromises they had to make to come as a team and uh, the 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 monsters they had to overcome and and then they're being chased and there's just so many things going on but they just peter jackson the director of this movie just completely killed it De definitely definitely recommend you check out lord of the rings for the fellowship of the ring next is training day God damn, this is one of the best villains of all time. And Denzel Washington is in this movie. He won an Academy Award for Best Actor in this movie. And God damn, he deserved it. There's so many lines from this movie. You know, this shit is chess. It ain't checkers. Or you got to be a wolf to catch a wolf. And he goes, are you a wolf or are you a sheep? Or he goes, uh, you guys live here. I run it. You just live here. You niggas will I'm be putting cases on all you bitches. You niggas will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay. God damn. Or where they get into the car and he goes, uh, the, the guy, Ethan Hawke, who's on his training day and Denzel's taking him around. They get into his uh, Monte Carlo or his Cutlass, whatever it is. And uh, the guy goes, hey, where's the uh, office back at the mortar pool? Back in the mortar pool? And the guy goes, uh, Denzel, Alonzo Harris to the movie goes, you're in the office, baby. And they put on the Snoop Dogg Still Dre. Holy shit, one of the best scenes of all time. Next is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. So this movie is really good because there's a lot. It's one of the few movies I can think of that 
you have so many different motivations for the characters going on. Like one person wants immortality, one person wants freedom, one person wants the port of uh, of port port royal, port, port royal. Uh, one person wants his honor back. And I think that makes for an interesting movie because a lot of movies are pretty humdrum when it comes to character motivations. Like you might have the protagonist who is trying to win the goal, goal uh, the girl or trying to get ahead in his career or whatever it is. But very seldom do you have a movie that has so many main characters with their own initiatives and prerogatives. And it all, you know, it all comes together in this movie when they're trying to get the heart of Davy Jones to control the seas. But holy smokes, led by Jack Sparrow with Johnny Depp, which is probably the best cast of all time when you think about who i can't think of anybody else being uh, jack sparrow in these movies but pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest totally totally good next is chinatown with jack nicholson uh really good movie it's a detective neonore thriller based in the backdrop of 1930s la in the water water shortages and it's a it's a really good movie because Jack Nicholson is in his prime at the time, and he like I mean Jack Nicholson is one of the best actors of all time. But in this movie, he's he's finding out kind of detect he's figuring out he's getting clues and he's trying to figure out kind of what the what the cause of some of the uh, murders and the water shortages are going on in the city and what's causing all this. And the ending is like I didn't the first time I ever watched this movie. The reason I like it so much is because I didn't see the ending coming. Like I didn't the twist at the end was was whoa was out there definitely check out chinatown chinatown next is the good the bad and the ugly okay clint eastwood in his freaking best at his best and uh yeah it's just a really good move really good movie it's a little bit long <laughs> it's about three hours um so i definitely would recommend seeing it but it's really good everyone's got their own motivations again and uh clint eastwood man in this movie he's just such a good he's just so cool you know, he's got that poncho on and he's walking around the desert. Really good bad guy in this movie too, like an evil dude. <laughs> and then a really unlucky dude in the the ugly, right? So Clint Eastwood killed it in this movie. And the biggest part, the best part about this movie is the soundtrack. Really good soundtrack. Next is The Da Vinci Code. Now, some of these movies you might be thinking, okay, this didn't score well in Rotten Tomatoes. Why do you think it's so good? Well, because it's pulling on the heartstrings of part of me that I am a little bit sympathetic towards, which is mysteries slash conspiracies that are wrapped around historical narratives. So historical conspiracy theories uh, or historical kind of intertwined plots. So like they're using the Knights Templars and the Roman Catholic Church and the the scientists and then all these kind of big bodies in the world that are are trying to cover up a secret to me that's like super interesting stuff mix that in with some of the um the lore behind leonardo da vinci da vinci and you get a really good movie and i think tom hanks did a really good job in this one next is trading places one of my favorite christmas movies of all time featuring dan Aykroyd and eddie murphy and they uh, a lot of good liners, one liners in this movie too. But it's just so funny, man. This movie, <laughs> this guy, uh, you know, when, you know what you see in society if two guys switch places, and uh, they they really did a good job with this. Eddie Murphy was only twenty in this movie, but he is actually so funny. He's so good. And I learned about the uh, origins of the gentleman's bet, and uh, didn't know what a gentleman's bet was. I remember when he goes in to take it in his watch because uh, Dan Aykroyd was rich, and then he became poor in the movie. 
That's kind of the whole plot. And he goes in to exchange the only thing he has of value because everything was taken away from him. And he goes into a pawn shop in Philadelphia and he goes, this is a, this is a Bretlin watch. It's scuba dive. It goes underwater. It can tell the time in four different time zones. And he's trying to sell it really hard, right? Because he wants as much money as he possibly can for the watch. And the big guy behind the counter at the pawn shop goes, in Philadelphia, it's 50 bucks. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Oh, man, it's good. Next is one of my favorites. One of my all-time OG favorites is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Now, anybody who knows anything about me knows I've loved this movie from time. This movie is deep in my heart because it it kind of touches on the 1980s, but really, it's a timeless movie in the sense that what would a teenager do if he had nothing to do on a day off but hang out with his friends and just kind of explore the town? And it kind of shows the perfect day for me, going to museums, going to baseball games, going swimming, uh, <laughs> hey, bada, 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 swing, bada, Kennedy, 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 swing, bada, or he's in the classroom, and they're waiting for Ferris, the, uh, the guy, the, the teacher in the, in the class is yelling out Ferris's name, Bueller, Bueller, it's like, oh man, but yeah, Ferris Bueller's day off, one man struggled to take it easy, enough said, next is the born ultimatum, Matt Damon, Matt Damon. So Matt Damon plays uh, Jason Bourne in this movie, and it's uh, the third of the trilogy, of the first trilogy of the Jason Bourne flicks, which I think are really good, well-shot action movies. I mean, most guys like action movies, and this one is does not disappoint. Um, this guy is a freaking unbelievably trained, uh, just really, he's just a killer, you know, and a really good re a researcher, good on his feet, good at escaping police. And it's a thrill ride from beginning to end. It's a hundred. It's an hour and forty minutes or so, but it feels like it's a half an hour. It's just quick pace and it's good. And Matt Damon kills in it. Next, Ocean's Eleven. So probably the greatest ensemble ever put on on film. You know, you got the George Clooney, you got the Brad Pitt, you got Matt Damon and Julia Roberts and 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 Bernie Mac and all these guys. Don Cheadle, John Don Cheadle. You have so many characters and they all come together to do the ultimate heist. And the thing about this movie that's so cool is just that they're all cool. Like it's the coolest group of criminals. <laughs> You're almost, it, they're like anti-heroes. You're almost rooting for them because the guy who got his money legitimately or illegitimately, however you want to look at it, uh, in the movie, uh, the owner of the, of the Bellagio, uh, fuck, I forget his name. But anyways, the owner is like not cool. So even though he has his money legit, you don't like him because he's just not cool. But these guys, because they're cool, even though they're robbing, <laughs> it's uh, you root for them. So just really good movie. Next is The Godfather Part 2. Michael Corleone uh, becoming the Godfather at the end of Godfather Part 1. And then I think this movie is really good because you get to see the evolution of a, of a man who has to make some tough decisions and his family kind of falls apart around him and uh, you get to see, I like, I like how Al, Al Pacino played the Godfather in this movie as like a very shrewd businessman, uh, stoic, um, unbothered, unfazed. Like this guy comes into his office and says, I'm not going to give you any deal for this hotel you want to buy. You're a spick, you're this and this and like, or you're a wop calls him like all these Italian insults. Um, and, uh, Michael just says, I'm going to pay you nothing for this. And I expect to have this. So he's just unfazed <laughs> by the insults. And I'm like, God damn, this is good. Anyways, Godfather Part 2. And you get to see the kind of origin stories of his dad, Vito Corleone, in the movie as well. Next is Friday, Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. 
So like, listen, man, it's Friday. You at home. You unemployed. You lost your job. You ain't got shit to do. So I'm going to get you high. <laughs> That's the origin of the movie. And this is one of those movies that is so good without a plot that it'd be worse if there was a real plot. And you got Debo, the big bully in the neighborhood. And then one of the iconic lines from Ice Cube in this movie is uh, when Felicia, this girl who's like trying to get at him, or I think she likes him or something. Anyways, she's like talking his ear off. And then she's like, okay, whatever. Uh, and then he goes, bye, Felicia. Like, bye, Felicia. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Funny. Next movie is Blue Streak. A cop that is not a cop. Believe that. So... It's a really in simple heist movie with uh, Martin Lawrence, who's one of the underrated funny guys of all time. And uh, David Chappelle actually made an appearance in this movie. Uh, and really, really funny movie, just trying to get a diamond. My dad and I love to watch this movie together whenever we're together because there's so many. Martin Lawrence is hilarious in this movie. Uh, at the very end, um, uh, I got a line from this movie that I say to my dad every time I'm about to leave him. And I say, Dad, gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> it's funny. Next is Star Trek Into Darkness. So Benedict Cumberpatch pay, plays, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Spock. No, no. The, so the Spock, there's uh, Kirk and then Khan. So Benedict, Benedict Cumberpatch plays Khan in this movie. And he's like an indestructible humanoid. And he's so menacing in this movie and like smart. I'm really, I'm a big fan of smart heroes or sorry, smart villains. Because a lot of villains are just evil and like, they're kind of dumb. Like, they don't really think things through. But I like villains who are, like, smarter than the protagonist. And they're also more menacing. And they're not afraid to to take things into their own hands. And in this movie, uh, like, the, the, the villain has the characters, has the characteristics of both the protagonists. So Kirk is super brave, and Spock is super smart. Khan is brave and smart. And that's what makes this movie interesting. Next is Minority Report with Tom Cruise. And this is when uh, there's three kind of humanoids. It's a super, super uh, futuristic dystopian movie where the police can stop crimes before they happen. And uh, that whole <laughs> piecemealing that together is really interesting. I like movies like this because they're brave. They're not cookie cutter, stupid movies. Like they're trying to make, they're trying to do something creative and new. And I think that's, uh, I think it's admirable. I think more movies need more balls like this. Next, sticking with Tom Cruise is A Few Good Men. And uh, everyone knows the courtroom scene from this movie. It's probably one of the most famous courtroom scenes of all time. I want the truth. And Jack Nicholson goes, you can't handle the truth. Did you order the code red? God damn it, I want... The yeah, so anyways, um, there's a whole movie before, before that court, courtroom scene. But still, totally go check this movie out. Really good acting. Holy shit, really good acting. Tom Cruise in his prime, Jack Nicholson. Like I said, Jack Nicholson, his whole career was his prime. Next is The Transporter, Jason Statham. Uh, it's just a really good kind of action movie again, along the same lines as The Bourne Ultimatum, just to kind of shoot him up, grab the grab the loot, get him from A to B, really easy. It's a guy flick. Next is Crank, Jason Statham again. And this is a movie where he needs the... I think he needs, uh, yeah, what does he need to do? He needs to keep his heart rate up the whole movie. And what a great concept. Like, it's so simple, but it's fun, right? Movies don't have to be super thought out and cerebral all the time. Sometimes it's just like, it's a survival flick where it's like, dude, if you don't have your heartbeat jacking, you're going to die. So he, he going, he's going through LA and he's trying to find finding fun ways or creative ways to get his heartbeat adrenaline going so he doesn't die. 
it's it's just funny like he has to make love to his to his girl in front of a whole crowd or he has to take a big energy drink or he's running naked or he's it's crazy shit anyways next is tony ja and ong bak the thai warrior another action film he just goes and kicks serious tail in this movie using uh muay thai elbows and knees just kicks the shit out of everybody and he did all of his own stunts uh very in the same same vein as jackie chan but holy shit can tony ja kick some ass Made me want to do uh, uh, Muay Thai for a bit, but then I was like, no. <laughs> Next is Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. So really good plot in this movie, good acting, um, kind of good mystery kind of wrapped into it. Bruce Lee, probably his most famous fil uh, film. Got the Hall of Mares and the Dragon Claw. All these really cool uh, props that were used that are iconic in film today. Uh, next, you have John Wick with Keanu Reeves. And this movie, they've, it did so well as just like a basic shoot 'em up that it spawned two sequels and probably another one, uh, probably a fourth one. But the first one is really good because you kind of got, they really did a good job of introducing uh, John Wick as like Boba Yaga, the boogeyman. And uh, I love how they kind of pieced his uh, origin story together and made him like a scary dude, man, where you, you believe like sometime with these movies like where he kills or the, where the protagonist kills like 30 or 40 people in one shot your it suspe suspends your belief because you're like eh sure it's a movie but that's no way that could happen in real life John Wick and Keanu Reeves he's specially trained in um with guns and with uh, takedowns and martial arts so you believe it's totally possible especially with the way they introduce him and stuff but uh yeah, he kicks. He, I call these kind of movies gun fu movies, not kung fu, but gung fu, because he just shoots everybody, even though he could just kick their ass. Next is a James Bond movie. So I already mentioned Casino Royale, but the OG James Bond movie, in my opinion, is Goldfinger. And this is the movie about the guy who wants gold, the gold in the world. And it's probably J Sean Connery's best role in Bond, because it introduces all the gadgets, the cars, the Bond girl, the henchmen. Uh, really good plot, really good easygoing movie. It's fun. James Bond, uh, Sean Connery is James Bond is undeniably a womanizer slash killer slash spy, and he does everything flawlessly in this movie. So really good movie, front to back, can't go wrong. Next is Taken by Liam Neeson. Holy shit! This was like uh, a movie that spawned a whole genre for Liam Neeson in the next 10, 12 years, where every year it seemed like he was coming out with one of these revenge murder stories where someone took something from him and he went on a freaking killing spree to get them back. And obviously the, the classic line in this movie is, you don't know me and you don't know who I am or what I do, but I am a man with uh, talents, talents that you should fear, talents that are especially made to be taking you down. And give my daughter back now and there will be no problem problems. But if you don't, I will hunt you, I will find you, and I will kill you. And I think that that was a fucking mic drop moment in the movie. As soon as he said that and the guy said, good luck, I was like, hey, well, <laughs> now I just need to see how he does it because he's going to get it done. Next is Angels in the Outfield. Uh, it's a movie that I saw when I was a little kid in the 90s, but it's still it's, it pulls on my heartstrings today because even though it wasn't really well rated, I love the story behind it um, where, you know, you, you can definitely believe or you got to believe uh, in different forces in life that are beyond your control. And uh, there's a little strong message in here about family, 
and about uh, good family values and you know his dad leaves him and then he gets found he finds a new dad and a new family and the score is great and uh young matthew mcconaughey's in here donald glover really really good movie and also young oh god what's that guy's name oh it's gonna bog it's gonna bug me now but uh that's uh, okay i'll figure it out later anyways next movie is the emperor's new groove the emperor's new groove uh with <laughs> uh first is my favorite disney movie of all time you know you got this really like bougie llama character and uh uh, because he used to be a king, but he got transformed into this llama. And the dialogue in this movie, holy shit. At the very beginning when he's a king or he's an emperor, he, you couldn't screw anything up. Like if you said the wrong thing, he was throwing you out of the palace. And he's like drops, a, I think at the very beginning, one of his servants drop a cup or something. And he's like, dude, you threw off the emperor's groove. And then he's like, sorry. And he's being tossed out of the castle. Oh my God, what a movie. So funny. Next is... Any Given Sunday, and that's with uh, Al Pacino, and uh, uh, you got a lot, Jamie Foxx is in there playing the quarterback, and Cameron Diaz, it's a football movie, right, and uh, one of the, the best parts of the, about this movie was, I love football, of course, but at the very end, the uh, you got to the inch, the game, football is a game of inches, and life is a game of inches, one of the greatest, the greatest football talks and pep talks, but not just that, but like life talks for life. Because you are really just an inch away in a lot of situations. Next is Collateral with Tom Hanks. Sorry, Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. Really good, well, well directed. Uh, Neo Noir, where Tom Cruise plays a really good bad guy. Next is Friday Night Lights, uh, another Southern football Texas movie, where they kind of just talk about the pressures of a highly touted football team in Southern Texas and all that goes along with that. Cause Texas is like freaking the biggest institution in the South of the United States. Like you think about the church down there, I think football is even bigger than that. So the whole town comes out and it's a big deal. Old school, old school was the next one. Um, this is Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson. And it's just a fucking awesome time. We're going streaking down by the car park. And, uh, this movie is just great. Next is Midnight in Paris. So Midnight in Paris is a good movie uh, with Owen Wilson. And uh, it's kind of a historical sci-fi in the sense that he goes he goes in some time machine back to the 1920s and comes to some realizations about his life. And it's a cool, I like the idea of what somebody from the 1920s, like a historical figure, like a F. Scott Fitzgerald or a John Hemingway, uh, would have said if you asked them a question. And that's what this kind of movie unpacks and explores. And also the the points in history where there were cities that had all these amazing talents in one place just kind of collaborating on different stuff is interesting. Whiplash. Whiplash, really good movie about a drummer going through drum school and uh, just like the really how dramatic it is. Uh, and also the guy who is uh, plays uh, the guy in Spider-Man, uh, Frick, what's his name? Uh, uh, the guy from the State Farm commercials. Anyways, he's in here and he does an amazing job as like just like a scary uh, a music instructor who <laughs> will take no uh, will take no bullshit. J.K. Simmons, that's his name, and it's just really good. Where you see like what someone will do to make it in uh, in the creative in the creative arts, and 
I remember the car, the car chase scene and then our scene where he's trying to hit a B flat and he's like slapping him in the face every time he doesn't get it. Next, we got Saving Private Ryan. Really good depiction of war, World War II, and especially the D-Day scene. From It's unbelievably crazy, which is why to this day, not because of this movie, but it reinforces it even more, the importance of supporting the troops and honoring the troops on Remembrance Day. People who don't go to Remembrance Day ceremonies, it's fine, whatever, do whatever you want. But I prefer, like after seeing a scene like this, uh, the D-Day landing scene, where, you know, men knew what they were up against. The machine guns on the beaches and the machine gun nests, they all knew, they all had to know that they were going towards their deaths, but it was because they wanted us to be free. They didn't want to speak in German and uh, being living in the, the Third Reich. They wanted us to have freedoms, and that's what they fought for. So these movies are really important for that reason. You just got to remember. And, uh, you know, making it work. Or What does he say at the end? He says, actually, I'm not going to ruin it. Just go watch it. Home Alone 3. This is probably the worst movie on this list, but it's funny to me because I watched it with my cousins growing up, and I thought it was funny. The, the stuff that he would set up in the house uh, just... <laughs> was just really good. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just more sentimental than anything. Next is Die Hard. It's another Christmas movie I watch. And uh, probably Bruce Wayne's coming out party when it comes, or sorry, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Willis coming out party. And uh, really good Christmas movie, like I said. Really good, high stakes, um, action, th action thriller. Next is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I watch this movie. Uh, long time ago when it first came out 2002 or 2003 i love the tom riddle thing in it and the the i like the kind of flashbacks and all the mystery behind it and figuring out they finally figured out who tom riddle was but uh yeah i i like this movie this harry potter movie was my favorite next is the girl with the dragon tattoo really really good spy thriller mystery and i like mystery movies are hard because you know the screenwriter and the cinematographer really have to tell the story and subvert your expectations and not let you guess, uh, make it obvious who the killer is or who the perpetrator is. And they did a really good job in this movie of making you unpack it. Next is Rocky. Rocky. He, his whole life was a million to one shot. And I'll never forget the scene where he's in uh, the bed with Adrian and he's just telling Adrian his dreams and the fact that he wanted to just be somebody. He didn't want to be another guy from the block. He just wanted to be somebody. And I think anybody who has had that tingling in their belly since they were a kid about wanting to be successful, they can all relate to that story of this is just a dream to not be a failure and to go the distance. And this actually movie is even more profound to me because Sylvester Stallone when he was making this movie, he was broke and he wrote the screenplay and had not then any, I don't think he had any movie credits at that time. And to keep himself um, eating, he turned down a $100,000 contract uh, to sell the rights to the movie, the script, but he wouldn't be able to act in it. And he said no. So he turned down the money even though he was starving to death. Um, and he sent, instead sold his dog so he could keep this movie alive. And then obviously it did well. And he's become very successful since then. I think that once Rocky aired, he went to the person he bought his dog, he sold his dog to, and bought it back. Great American story. Next is Donnie Darko. Really good sci-fi thriller about 
um, I'm not even sure, like maybe mental, uh, mental illness or deterioration and all that kind of stuff. Really, really good movie. Next is Nightcrawler, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Really, really good movie. He's kind of psych- psychotic, but there's a lot of things in this movie that I admire about him, like his work ethic and his initiative and his ability to, to just bust his ass and, and hack the system to, to make it work. Next is Man on Fire, Denzel Washington again. Uh, we got really good kind of like parental protection movie where he goes in and he uh, is really protective and I like it. It's really good. Set in Mexico, I think. Next is Colin Farrell and Phone Booth. Uh, another really simple movie. He's just at a phone booth the whole movie and uh, he's got to figure out a mystery. Really good. Suspenseful. Next is The Conjuring. Most horror movies are... They're hit and miss for me. Sometimes like they're not scary or sometimes the story sucks. This one actually happens to be both scary and a good story. Well-written, good pacing, um, legitimate scares, legitimate story. And it makes it more interesting because you have two people who are uh, legitimate like ghost hunters in this movie based in real-life characters. So it's all fascinating stuff. Next is another guy, Richie. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. This movie might as well have a British flag hanging from it because it is so British. Another Guy Ritchie movie. And uh, simple plot, but really good characters, funny, funny motives, and uh, a good payoff at the end. Next is The Hangover. The Hangover, really, really funny movie. I actually went to go see this with my parents, and I really regretted it because it was so, uh, so embarrassing. Next is Super Troopers. Super Troopers is one of those movies where it's like... Uh, just kind of Canadian culture, but it's an American movie. The schnozberries taste like schnozberries. And it's just like, it's level 10 ridiculous, but it's awesome. It's funny. Next is American Pie 2. This is like my childhood because it was like what I thought being a teenager in early 20s in college was going to be like. And it didn't let me down, but I mean, my, like my real life, but this looked like way too much fun. Like the music, the soundtrack was great and the fun, the stifler was funny and all these other characters. So it was just good times like that. Next is Fast Five. It's my favorite Fast and Furious movie. They go to Brazil. The Rock is in it. Enough said. Next is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, good, good movie where uh, really interesting story, actually, and good plot. Uh, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, who were actually married at the time. Next is There Will Be Blood. Holy shit. This movie is so good. It's underrated. A lot of my friends haven't seen it. I think that it's one of those movies where it's like, if you actually just take the time to sit down and watch the thing, it will freaking blow your mind. Daniel Day-Lewis, he's just one of those guys where he was meant to be an actor. Like, you can just tell. Like, he just pops off the screen every scene. And the range and the arc of his character just blows my mind. Like, I don't know any people like that, let alone characters. And he he can he's very convincing in it. Next is The Wolf of Wall Street. Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, really, really funny movie, uh, awesome, funny, good characters, uh, Wall Street uh, kind of vibes meets, I don't know, some kind of comedy, but really funny, uh, really well done. Next is The Family Man, this is another Christmas movie, Nicolas Cage, my favorite Nicolas Cage movie, uh, and next one is National Treasure, Nicolas Cage, and this movie is very on the same in the kind of same realm of the uh, Da Vinci Code, where it's like a historical conspiracy mystery kind of movie, um, where they're trying to figure out some American treasures. Really good. Next is Shoot 'Em Up with uh, Clive Owen. Really, really easy action movie. 
you know, get from point A to point B, some guys chasing you, really easy. Next is Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers, Owen Wilson, Christopher Walken, just hilarious. Hide your bridesmaids, indeed. So funny, so, so funny. I love when uh, Owen Wilson goes in to uh, make out with uh, uh, Jane Seymour. And fun fact, I actually met Jane Seymour and Owen Wilson within two days of each other when I went to L.A., Anyways, he goes in to make out with Jane Seymour, and then he walks down the room, uh, walks down the hallway to his other girl in the house, and the Jamaican butler stumbles upon them, and he goes, you're banging the the grandma and the daughter. How much jam you got, man? (laughs) Oh, man, great scene. Anyways, next movie is The Pursuit of Happiness. It's a good American success story movie about a guy who was homeless and became a millionaire with his son, taking care of his son. Next is Molly's Game, really good movie, Jessica Chase Dan, about uh, a woman running a gambling ring. I thought it was well done. Next is Shrek 2. I just love all the Shrek movies, but this one specifically is just funny to me because uh, the, uh, the ending, the ending part is really funny, really good. Do you know about the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man who lives on Jury Lane? No, I don't know about the Muffin Man. Next is Cool Runnings. Uh, great movie, uh, part of my culture, of course, Jamaica, and John Candy, so funny, man, uh, feel the rhythm, feel the right, get on up, it's, there's so many one-liners in this movie that are just quotable, Sanka, you dead man, yeah, man, and then Sanka is singing, no people, same, they can't believe, Jamaica, we got a bobsled team, we got Taiwan Maurice and Taiwan Junior, uh, Yul Brenna and Sanka, the fastest of the fastest of Jamaican sprinters, go to Olympics, but go Jamaica. And while he's singing this on the streets, trying to raise money for the team, some guy comes up to him and goes, I'll pay you a dollar to shut up. <laughs> Next is uh, the movie where I got my name. So my dad, uh, this is an urban legend in our family, but my dad apparently got my name from a movie called Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. This summer, Prince Akeem discovers America. And uh, I just love it because a lot of one-liners in this movie too. And Eddie Murphy plays a great, great prince. And just really funny scenes in the barbershop and all this stuff with Arsenio Hall. Next is Get Out with Jordan Peele. So really, really good movie as far as like scary. I'm not sure if it was meant to be just like a thriller or horror, but it it did well in both fronts. And uh, good social commentary too about the state of the world. Next is Think Like a Man, and uh, really good kind of romantic comedy, if there ever was one on this list. All these guys have girls, or are trying to keep girls, or are trying to win girls back, and it's just funny. Really funny themes and stories. Uh, next is Coach Carter, really good basketball movie. When I was in junior high and high school, I played a lot of basketball, and this movie came out around that time, and really kind of taught you a lot about what the sport of basketball means to different communities, you know, begins on the streets and it ends here. And you got to learn about values and the hard things about, um, communities that can be brought together by sports. Next is the Lincoln lawyer with Matthew McConaughey, just Matthew McConaughey in any movie's funny and good because he's so freaking charismatic. One of the coolest people in the United States, in the world. Next is it's a mad, 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 bad, mad world. And this is just a funny movie, 1960s uh, slapstick comedy, uh, funny, funny stuff. Jonathan Winters and all these other guys, 
and uh, it's just like a, a rat race movie where they're trying to get to the try to get to the end. Uh, so really funny. My brother and I like to watch it together. Next is Avengers: Infinity War. Unbelievably well done when it comes to the amount of storylines and characters you have to balance. It's all centered around this really menacing villain, Thanos. And this is like one of the best villains I've ever seen on the live screen. Like I put him right up there with the Joker in the back in the in the Dark Knight, as far as like just how just how cool he was, but also like his motivations and his like decision making and just power was like really, really on screen in full effect. Next is the Breakfast Club. Uh really cool. Um they met only once, but it changed their lives forever. And it's kind of really a good story about uh, judging people um, on, uh, you know, the first impressions and, you know, sometimes that's not the best way to go about it. And when you get to learn about somebody and their past and who they are, you can really learn about, uh, you can really get to understand a lot about human nature and a lot about people. So good movie. Don't you forget about me. Next is The Matrix. I like to say that The Matrix is more of a documentary and less of a movie because this movie is freaking awesome. And it's really, really telling about the state of society when to this day, 20 some years later, it's still being quoted as um, the, 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 the pieces from this movie, like the props are still being kind of used as metaphors for the state of the cultural zeitgeist today, like the blue pill and the red pill, like those are still being quoted. So it had a lot of power as far as being unplugged from the system and the whole philosophy behind the movie is really intriguing. Next is Underworld, Kate Beckinsale. Just an action movie, but, you know, a strong female protagonist, which, you know what? This is how you're supposed to do it. Make it believable, give her superpowers, whatever. But I didn't feel like they were shoving it down my throat, like some of the superhero movies centered around women today where it's like they're trying to force it, I feel. These movies, Underworld, she's like a badass vampire, super cool. But I didn't feel like they were forcing it. It was just really good on its own. Next is The Darkest Hour. It's a little biopic about Churchill at the turn of World War II. Really good. Next is Wind River, a good detective story centered around uh, Native American um, uh, murder. And it was really, really well done. Liked it. Next is uh, Don't Blame It on the Child. It's a Mexican movie. I think, yeah, Mexican or Colombian movie. And I don't know, I found it on Netflix once and it just kind of, it almost made me cry at the end about uh, what, you know, what ended up happening. But I, I enjoyed it. It had a lot of like those cultural things about families having expectations on you and then how that changes your decision making and going against that is sometimes really tough. Next is Fight Club. Uh, you can't learn it. You, you know, what can you possibly know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? Fucking amazing movie. He's like, I want you to punch me as hard as you can and remember the first rule of fight club <laughs> next is the wolverine hugh jackman really good movie goes to japan and it's just think about this too these two elements wolverine and japan and yakuza i mean what the fuck more do you need and samurai that's a movie that you can't fail next is mr deeds <laughs> don't let the fancy clothes fool you <laughs> yeah this guy uh, adam sandler one of my favorite movies He's a poor guy who became rich, and you know I'm not even sure what the plot is about. It doesn't matter. It's just a funny movie. Uh, he's gotta be cool, and there's a there's a bunch of like dad humor in it. He like goes into the elevator, and he goes, "How does the ele how's the elevator going? Elevator business going? Because he's got an elevator in his house." And the guy goes, "Oh, it's got its ups and downs." 
And he's, uh, then there's another scene where some dude swears in front of another dude's uh, wife. And he goes back to his dad. Uh, and he finds out, and his dad finds out. And he goes, were you swearing around ladies? And he goes, yeah, dad, it was an accident. And he goes, and then his dad takes his belt off. And the guy goes, no, daddy, no. Yeah, but anyways, really funny movie. Next is 300, Prepare for Glory. Ready your breakfast and eat hearty, for tonight we dine in hell. It was just so epic as a movie. Like, holy shit, like this movie, it just bumps your testosterone up. Give them nothing, but take from them everything. How fun would it be to be Leonidas in that movie and act in that movie, Gerald Butler? Next is Ride Along. I like this movie. Kevin Hart, Ice Cube, Simple, Buddy Cop, really funny. Next is Girls Trip. I watched it with my dad, and holy shit, man, I saw, didn't didn't stop laughing the whole time. Just really good girl humor, but uh, the girls in this movie are legitimately funny, so I thought it was a really good movie. Next is Trailer Park Boys, Countdown to Liquor Day. One of the one of the hidden gems in Canadian culture is the Trailer Park Boys. All my buddies growing up love this show because they're just a bunch of dege- degenerates, but they've got good hearts. And they mean well, but they're funny as fuck, man. Holy shit. And you got Leahy just drinking up a storm. It's funny. Next is Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible Fallout. So this is the seventh Mission Impossible movie, and it just happens to be my favorite. Like, the more of these they make, the better they get. And it's it's kind of like a Bond movie in the sense that they go to all these really cool locales, and they just do all these crazy action scenes, but I really liked it a lot. Next is Dumb and Dumber. Of course, this will be on everyone's list. Right, so many freaking amazing quotes from this movie that are still being quoted today. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance, right? Uh, all that stuff. Crazy Rich Asians, really good movie about Asian culture and then Asian tourism, Asian love, fill in the blank. Really good stuff. Next is Limitless. Right, everything is possible when you open your mind. And this is this is the movie that made me want to be smarter in life. I think it came out in 20, 2011 and. The protagonist, Bradley Cooper, he takes a pill and gets super smart, right? Because the whole trope out there was you only lose in 9 or 10% of your brain. So what if you use all 100% and he's like learning languages and hacking the stock market and this and that. Really good. Uh, Dream Large, Live Larger, Entourage, the movie. Really good movie. I love the show. Ari Gold, of course. You have all these really cool, funny characters. Next is Clint Eastwood, Heartwood, Heartbreak Ridge. Oh my God, this is a good, really good war movie, really good um, kind of like badass cop movie, or not cop, but like military movie. Clint Eastwood is so good in this movie, man. He's so funny. He gets the guys to run with their shirts off. Anything they do wrong, he just busts their ass for it. They're running through the the they're running through the the barrens, uh, or the they're running through the the uh, they're running through the courtyard, and he gets them to sing a military song. Monterey Ford in a tank full of gas. Monterey Ford in a tank full of gas. Handful of pussy and a mouthful of ass. <laughs> oh man, good good movie. Next is Jackass, the original Jackass. This movie, iconic. Few reasons. It's funny to watch people get hurt who are enjoying it. And it's simple, right? Butterbean, a 300 pound boxer, Johnny Knoxville, 180 pounds soaking wet. Let's get him into a boxing rink. And that boxing rink, uh, bo- bo- a boxing arena, I mean, is uh, is uh, in a clothing store. And Butterbean just knocks him the hell, just knocks him out. And just the wipeouts are just hilarious. 
Next is Sherlock Holmes, another Guy Ritchie movie, really good. Really good. Um, I like how they shot the scenes where uh, Sherlock Holmes is kind of thinking through a scenario. Really, really well done. The next is The Departed. It's an American classic. Uh, I think it used. To, I think it was done originally in Japan, but it's really good. Kind of like a double cross movie um, with the FBI and the mob, and then the cops and all this intertwined. Really good actors too, like Leonardo, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg. Loaded cast. Next is Brett Bad Grandpa because I just think that um, De Niro being funny is one of the funniest things. He goes, there's one scene where Zac Efron, who's like a square in the movie, he doesn't want to chug a beer and he's like, what do you mean? It's just a beer. It's not a horse cock. And oh man, he's funny. Next is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Great movie about space exploration. Came out in the early 60s. Um, really pivotal. Pivotal. Next is uh, Schwarzenegger. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, just Arnold being a badass. Uh, came out came out the year I was born, actually. I think it right around my birthday, 1991. Next is The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. Good movie, football flick. Really uh, scary dudes, and they all come together. Funny movie. It ain't easy being cheesy. Next is The Grand Budapest Hotel. Really, really like this movie. Well shot, good plot. Uh, cool set cool set pieces like the way they design each each set each scene has a really cool like makeup about it really interesting next is Raiders of the Lost Ark historical drama slash action movie with Harrison Ford at the middle really good movie next is Hercules because I like Greek mythology the Disney movie next is Heat uh, Al Pacino Robert De Niro really good movie uh, next is They Shall Not Grow Old, and this is kind of like a mini documentary about the conditions in World War One. Really good movie. Next is The Ghost Rider uh, with Ewan McGregor and Pierce Bronsman. It's kind of like a movie I'd never heard of before until a few years ago, but I really loved it a lot. It was a good, it was like a good like plot, and the twist at the end I did not see coming. Really good. Next is Dirty Harry, San Francisco undercover cop doing some detective work being badass next is on the waterfront marlon brando i always knew i was gonna be a contender i thought i was gonna be a contender good movie good 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 acting next is michael clayton uh with george clooney good movie next is margin call these are all kind of business these are all kind of business movies really good margin calls about the a company in the wake um, or the right before the market crash of 2008 and how they handled it. Next is Fast Times at Mid uh, Ridgemont High. It was just kind of cool, the culture of the 19, early 1980s and just uh, the tomfoolery that went on. Next is Beach Bum with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Really good movie. I like these stoner flicks. And he had a really good line in the movie where he's like, you know, I'm not trying to go through life racing to the red lights. And I like that a lot. And the one that I just watched recently that I really love a lot is uh, The Great Beauty. Uh, it's a, an Italian movie. It's, in a, it's all spoken in Italian, but I thought it was good. It's about a guy trying to figure out how to write his next book. And really, really good movie. So that is the top movies. And I believe that uh, you should check them all out. Like I said, having a good grasp of pop culture will make you funnier. It will make you understand things better. And I think it will help you see the world in a better way with more color. And with that being said, 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Akeem Stream Show. Until next time, I'll see you in the credits. Peace. Thank you.